0: You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, this Friday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is presented by the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. Winning your league starts with the right data, and that's why Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News provides you the edge you need to win your fantasy football leagues. Locked On Fantasy Football is a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast on whatever platform you do stream. We are going to finish off the week strong with another installment in the 2021 Locked On Titans training camp preview. We have talked about the entire offensive side of the ball. On Tuesday, we went through the quarterbacks and the running backs and the fullbacks. On Wednesday, we talked about the entire wide receiver group. On Thursday, we discussed the tight ends, the offensive tackles, and the interior offensive line, but today we are going to get defensive. We are going to talk about the linebacker group, the edge rushers, and then the inside linebackers, and then we will discuss the interior defensive linemen led by Jeffrey Simmons. So a lot to talk about, a lot of spots up for grabs on the defensive side of the ball, things aren't as set in stone as they are on offense. So depending on what type of player the Titans want, what kind of role they expect that player to fill will go a long way in determining who makes this roster. And I'm giving you a tidbit on all of the 23 players that we will mention today, whether it's some statistical background, whether it be a a scouting aspect about their game, whether it be about a role that they might play on this team. Either way, we're breaking it all down on a Friday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! I have to say, Fridays are typically awesome, but this Friday is better than most Fridays because the next time that I talk to you guys, Tennessee Titans training camp will have begun. Now, it's just on a limited basis. The rookies will be reporting to training camp on Saturday the 24th, but that is a small but beautiful first step towards the Titans season, and another step we are going to take towards the Titans season is another installment in the 2021 Locked On Titans training camp preview, talking the linebackers, talking the interior defensive line. Before we get into the edge group, though, I do just want to let you guys know I'm going to be putting out Monday through Friday daily Tennessee Titans content here on the Locked On Titans podcast, not only during training camp, not only during the preseason, not only during the regular season, but all year long. So make sure that you subscribe to the Locked on Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream. If you missed any of the offensive installments in our training camp preview series, go back and check those out as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans or check out the podcast Facebook page at Locked on Titans pod. And I do want to mention that the Locked on Titans YouTube page will be coming soon. I'll be doing the podcast live and posting it on YouTube as well. So really excited for everything that will come with that new additional content. Don't miss any of it, but let's dive into this conversation. I'm going to talk linebackers and interior defensive line. We got to split the linebacker groups up. We'll talk edge rushers first, then go into the inside linebackers before finishing, of course, with the defensive line. And the edge group is one We talked about the tight end group having people a little bit concerned, but I'm a tad concerned about the edge group still as well, and actually that would be my number one concern looking at the Titans roster if you broke it down by position. The Titans, of course, have Harold Landry, who has been very solid in his first three seasons with the Titans, although I would say he's been misused. He had four and a half sacks his first year in a limited role, then bumped up to nine sacks in his second year, but dropped back to five and a half last year, and I think it's no coincidence that he had a career high of snaps where he dropped back into pass coverage, 126. That can't happen. The Titans have to let Harold Landry do what Harold Landry does, and that is rush the quarterback. Hopefully, they fix that problem this year. Then, of course, the free agent signing, the big money guy, Bud Dupree, had 19 and a half sacks the last two seasons, but... The help that he's going to have on the defensive line is going to shrink significantly compared to what they had in Pittsburgh. So can Bud Dupree keep that same level of production while being the number one guy instead of the other guy like he was in Pittsburgh? Will his knee be ready? Hopefully soon. A risky pickup for the Titans, but one that needs to pay off if they want to fix that pass rush issue that has been a plague on the Titans for quite some time. After that, we got the bubble guys. Now, these are guys who are likely to make it. You look at Derek Roberson, who's been with the Titans for a few years. He had three sacks in 2019 and showed some promise as being a rotational rusher, but had a ton of injuries in 2020, didn't have any sacks. He still hasn't shown a lot of improvement on early downs in the run game to the point where the coaching staff is publicly talking about him needing to be more consistent on first and second down to be a, a more Reliable player for the team going forward. Then you look at the draft pick, the fourth round guy, Rashad Weaver, out of pit. Had the legal issues bubble up, that's still not resolved, but the Titans clearly feel confident enough in him to have him in the building. He had 17 sacks in his three seasons playing in college, at Pitt, he could be a big help. He's a bigger guy, so I think he could also play maybe a little bit on the interior, maybe fill that Jack Crawford role as a traditional uh, 4-3 defensive end in the Titans 4-3 alignments. I think he has some potential there. Be interesting to see how he's used. Then you have two guys who, if you've been... Following very closely, you'll recognize the names. Wyatt Ray, who the Titans poached off a practice squad last year. I believe it was the Denver Broncos. Played in four games for the Titans, had one sack. He just needs to be more explosive, maybe cut down some weight and and work on his burst off the line of scrimmage. But a guy who showed some promise, I think at minimum he'll end up on a practice squad. And then Tazar Skipper, who is a, a guy who had some time with the Titans, four games with Tennessee's played in 10 for his career. Had 44 defensive snaps for the Titans. Not really a guy who's going to help you in pass rush. Not really a guy who's going to help you in special teams. Kind of an older guy at this moment in time too. Going to be 27 soon. I don't think that he has a good chance to make the Titans roster, but maybe a practice squad spot. The Titans did have him on the practice squad almost all of last year, and they protected him throughout the year on practice squad as well. So he's a guy who's a little bit more versatile than a Wyatt Ray. He can help you a little bit more on early downs and run defense. And maybe that's why the organization and the defensive coaching staff – tends to have some love for him still going forward. But that's the edge group. Like I said, a little bit of concern. I would like to see the Titans consider adding a veteran pass rusher in there. They already missed out on two names that I was interested in. Ryan Kerrigan, who only signed a one-year, $3.5 million deal with the Eagles. And then Melvin Ingram, who just recently signed a one-year deal with the Pittsburgh Steelers. A guy who's still on the market is a guy like Justin Houston, who played with the Colts from last year. It would make a lot of sense for the Titans to bring him in, not only as a veteran presence, but also some early insurance for Bud Dupree. But we are going to get into the inside linebacker, the off-ball linebacker group next. Before we do, I do got to remind you guys about our sponsor, Built Bar, home of the best protein bars in the galaxy. Now, on their website, Built.com, they always have nine delicious flavors, the traditional flavors that include some of my favorites, like the salted caramel and the peanut butter brownie, but they're also always rotating in some occasional limited time flavors as well. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are absolutely delicious, but it's not just the taste, they're healthy for you as well. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They're great as a healthy meal substitute or a guilt-free snack. And Built Bar is the official protein bar of the United States track and field team. Make sure that you go to built.com use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. continue getting defensive on this Friday installment in the 2021 Locked On Titans training camp preview. We just talked about the edge rushers, the outside linebackers. Now we're going to move to the inside and talk the off-ball linebackers. And of course, the number one guy we got to talk about is Rashawn Evans, who is heading into his fourth season with the Titans. The Titans declined his fifth-year option, so like Jack Conklin and Corey Davis before him, Rashawn Evans will become a free agent at the end of the year, and like Jack Conklin and like Corey Davis, I think that the chances are incredibly low that Rashawn Evans will be on the Titans next year, and I've talked about a couple of different options that the Titans could have with Rashawn. Rashawn Evans played a lot of edge rusher in college, in Alabama. When he came into Alabama, he was initially an edge rusher. They moved him to a versatile inside linebacker who they used as a blitzer up the middle. And Rashawn is converted basically to a full-time inside linebacker at the NFL level. He's a good penetrator through gaps, very physical hitter. He's made numerous plays at the goal line that were huge, are on fourth downs with one yard to go, that were huge for the Titans. He truly does shine in those moments. I'm not going to take that away from him, but he is a complete liability in pass coverage. He also is far too aggressive, does not diagnose plays quick enough, and often overruns his target. He doesn't get off blocks very well once offensive linemen get their hands on him. He's not great at disengaging. He's more of a guy who's got a kind of nimbly wiggle around the offensive lineman and not let them get their hands on him. So those are struggles that he has. I think it would be smart for the Titans to use him less in that every down, off-ball, inside linebacker role, use him situationally on first and second down, and then experiment more with him as an edge rusher, experiment more with him as a pass rusher from the interior, and if that proves fruitful, Either you have yourself, you unlock a player that you didn't think you would have and it's a good addition to the team going forward, or you give yourself a position where he gets good money in free agency next year and it results in a good comp pick for you, like Corey Davis, like Jack Conklin, or even a third option... Maybe it creates some trade value for Rashawn Evans early on. And if you're already starting to limit his role as an off-ball interior linebacker, then you can afford to trade him and maybe get some pieces that you might need during the season to help you out. So that would be uh, interesting routes for Rashawn. Either way, I do believe this is his last season in Tennessee. Next, you have Jayon Brown, who came back to the Titans on a one-year, basically $3.5 million deal, looking to get back on the market last year or next year after things get a little bit more back to normal financially. Jayon has been open and publicly talked about that. I think Jayon's the type of guy that the Titans need to try to try to continue uh, to keep I don't think you want to lose both of your starting inside linebackers going into next year now if Jayon can't stay healthy again he is an undersized guy and at some point you got to look at durability as tied to his size and if he gets hurt again in a in a significant way then of course the Titans will have to have to question bringing him back but I think right now as things stand if he can have another similar year to what he had prior to last year I think there's no reason not to, to not keep him on for another two-year deal. It can look like a three-year deal, sure, but another two-year deal for Jayon after this season. And then one of these two guys is going to step up and be that next starting inside linebacker for the Titans. Either it's going to be David Long, who's going to be going into his third season. He played 14 games in both his first and second season, has 69 tackles, two forced fumbles, 378 total defensive snaps he played in 2020. Even played 349 special team snaps in his career. Something he was criticized for early in the offseason last year is that he needed to be relevant on special teams and he tried to answer that bill. Not a great performance, from him in certain areas of special teams, but he's trying to improve there. Now, special teams kind of goes out the window if he's going to jump up to a starting inside linebacker. It's not going to be something that you're going to ask him to do regularly enough to cut him for that, but he's not a perfect inside linebacker. He's got similar traits to Rashawn where he can shoot gaps and penetrate and has a hit stick, and we've seen that, but also... He could do some similar things to Rashawn. He's he's not as big as Rashawn, so he also struggles even more with getting off blocks when linemen get on him. He doesn't diagnose plays very well. The awareness and the, and the IQ on defense has to improve. And if he's going to be the guy wearing the green dot at any point in time calling the plays, well, he's just going to have to improve drastically uh, in terms of understanding the defense. Now, the next guy, Monty Rice, who is the rookie third-round pick from this year's draft, He's a similar guy like that, a heavy hitter, a guy who penetrates, gets downhill, likes to lay the blow, but he showed pretty good IQ in college, was one of the smarter players on the defense. Coaches praised his work ethic, his leadership, his dedication to the game. He has been a Titans fan. For a lot of his life, that's pretty cool, you gotta say. So if Monty Rice or David Log can prove that they have the chops to be a starting inside linebacker for the Titans, well then that goes back to the point about Rashawn and maybe having some trade value there and being able to use him in some different ways and relying on him less. So those are the four guys who are really going to be uh, the biggest impact makers for this Titans team. Who actually gets on the field and gets the snaps, that is going to be interesting to watch. Now some other guys who, in my opinion, are solely fighting for special teams work. The free agent signing, Ola Adaini, who came over from the Steelers, 508 special team snaps in the last two years. Not going to spend a lot of time talking about these guys as linebackers. We're looking for special teams contributors at this moment in time. And Ola Adaini was given more money than the other guys I'm going to mention here. So it's my belief that obviously John Robinson expected him, to, he expected him to be a core special teamer. He's one of the best special teams players in the league, at least he was last year. So the Titans should look to to probably keep him on. He's like a Nick DeZubnar replacement in a sense. BJ Bello, another guy. He's a four-year veteran. 528 special team snaps in the last four years. Had a lot more in his first two years, but... You catch the drip, special teams guy. Kenny beat out Daney for that spot. Similarly, Jan Johnson, an undrafted free agent from 2020, a special teams option, but he's a smaller guy, doesn't have as much speed as an Oladaini, so I think it's going to be tough for Jan Johnson to get on the roster here. And then Justin March, who actually has an interesting career, spent most of his career with the Cowboys, actually had 719 special team snaps, in the last three seasons, played 59 games in his career, 45 tackles since coming into the NFL in 2016. So a little bit more experience for a guy like Justin March and really showed special teams chops. So he's a guy who could surprise if I had to pick like a long shot who has an actual real decent chance of making it. I could see Justin March impressing and getting that spot over Ola uh, Ola. Dany. So that is the linebacker group, the inside linebacker group, the off-ball linebacker group. We're going to move into the interior defensive line. Of course, we know the guys at the top, but there are a lot of spots up for grabs depending on what kind of role the Titans want these guys to play. We'll get into that next. We have talked about all of the Titans linebackers on today's show. We talked about the edge rushers, the outside linebackers. We talked about the off-ball inside linebackers. And now we are going to get into the interior defensive line led by Titans Star. That's right, I'm calling him Star. Jeffrey Simmons. Now, before we get into that, again, want to remind you guys about the Locked On Today podcast. All the biggest sports stories from every major sport in under 20 minutes, Monday through Friday. Check out the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast. But let's dive into the interior defensive line. Of course, led by by Jeffrey Simmons. 24 games in his career. He's had seven tackles for loss, five sacks. He's actually had five passes defended, blocking down at the line of scrimmage. One of those was a really important two-point conversion attempt by the Houston Texans. Uh, He's had 81 tackles, and here's the reality. For Jeff I just need more. I need more production, more sacks, more tackles for loss. He played 75% of the defensive snaps last year. I need more. He needs to be into the 80s. He needs to produce more numbers. He's having an impact on the defense and having some more help around him, like Bud Dupree and the next guy we're going to talk about, Denico Autry. That should help him be more productive and have better opportunities. But either way, if we want Jeffrey Simmons to become the player it looks like he will be, He's just got to have more production in the box score. He's doing everything he needs to do, just needs more snaps, which will lead to more production and better shape, learning his body more. He talked earlier in the offseason about changing his diet this year. I think as he becomes more professional and dedicates himself more to what it takes to be great, we'll see that production that I want from Jeffrey Simmons. Next, Danico Autry, the Titans free agent signing, had 20 sacks over the last three seasons. He's a guy who can play on the interior as a defensive tackle, or he can play that Jack Crawford defensive end role in a 4-3 like I talked about, Uh, Rashad Weaver having some potential at as well. So Danico Autry is in his 30s. A little later in his career, he's going to have to be as productive as he's been the last few seasons for the Titans to get their money's worth and for him to help out Jeff as much as needed. Now, Danico Autry has uh, taken a role here to try to help some of the younger guys. Appreciate that from a veteran leader in the defensive line group as well. The Titans needed that after losing Daquan Jones. Tyer Tart is the next guy, pop Tart. Played seven games last year, 154 snaps on defense. He has a role as an interior penetrator, as the third defensive tackle can play that run-stuffing nose tackle as well. Got some versatility, but... He's just got to improve. He's got to be more stout. He's got to be smarter, understand his gap better, hold his gap better. Sometimes with being an interior penetrator and being a guy who likes to use his quickness, you could be a little over-aggressive, sniff it out, try to use your instincts, dart a gap when you shouldn't, and it can get you in a bad spot. Tyre Tart, combined with the next guy I'm going to mention, really, really struggled in run defense when the Titans' starting defensive line of Jeffrey Simmons and Daquan Jones came off the field last year. So, Tyer Tart shows some flashes, but he's just going to have to become way more consistent. And he said that he's put on a lot of good weight this year to be stronger. That's going to be important if he combine that extra strength with his explosiveness, and then he'll get smarter as he goes into his second year with the team. It's a natural transition. He's a young guy. He's just got to learn how he fits, what he can do, what he can't do, and understand the system that he's in. The next guy was a fifth-round pick from last year's draft, Larell Murchison, who played in 10 games, experienced some injuries, so only 137 snaps on defense. But again, not a great rookie year. Him and Tart really, really struggled to hold up when the Titans' starting defensive line came off the field. And I think that's the result, or the result that we get, is John Robinson adding so many veterans to the back half of this training camp spot. Let's dive into those. Number one, Aubrey Jones, six foot four, an eight year veteran in the NFL, played in over 100 games, has over 190 tackles, nine and a half career sacks, 18 tackles for loss. No. He is not a guy who's going to get to the quarterback over and over. He's not going to help fix the pass rush problem. But he's got versatility to play as a nose tackle or an interior defensive lineman. And can an eight-year veteran who's played in over 100 games be more reliable and hold up better than Tart and Larell Murchison? Maybe so. Maybe so. It's going to be interesting to see. Now, Aubrey Jones is one of the or Avery Jones is one of the bigger body guys that they have in here. So he adds that versatility as a nose tackle and a defensive tackle, which puts pre- which puts pressure. Puts pressure. God, I'm dying with the piece, which puts pressure on a guy like Tayer Tart. So he's going to have to bring it in year or two. Another guy who's going to put pressure on Tayer Tart is Bruce. Hector, six foot two, so a little bit of a smaller guy, another penetrator, played eleven games in 2018 and 2019, was on the Carolina Panthers practice squad in 2020. He played 135 snaps on defense in his career. He's a versatile run stuffer. That's what he's meant to be. He's not going to give you a lot in the way of pass rush. So he's a guy who could compete for that nose tackle spot. Maybe play a little bit of three technique. The problem with Hector is at six foot two, he's never really proven that he's strong enough to hold up as a as a three technique defensive tackle. So that interior run stuffer and penetrator has been more suited to him another guy who's going to be a different role is Woodrow Hamilton 6 foot 3 he's been a practice squad floater basically since 2016 played in seven games in his career, but five of those came in 2020. He's one of those tweeners. He could play the Jack Crawford role as a 4-3 defensive end, play a defensive end in a 3-4, or play a little bit of defensive tackle in a four-man alignment as well. That versatility gives him an advantage over some other guys, but again, a long shot to make the roster. It'll depend on whether the Titans would rather add some more of those interior guys who play nose tackle and defensive tackle, or if they do want a guy who could play that Jack Crawford role and maybe be a backup to Danico Autry in that sense another guy here Trevin Colley an undrafted free agent from 2016 played in 31 games with the Browns from 2017 to 2018 but basically since then hasn't had a ton of opportunities he has 100 tackles in his career three and a half sacks he's just a guy who's been floating around and when he was younger he's a little more explosive he had more opportunities it seems those opportunities are fading but again a veteran who's been in the league for a while the titans want to get a look at collie and see if he can give them more than some of the younger guys that they relied on last year and then the last guy is a guy who i have to admit Just for nostalgia purposes, I would like to see him find a way to make this roster. And if there's a spot where an undrafted free agent can make the Titans roster this year, it's definitely the interior defensive line. And it's the defensive tackle out of Michigan State, Naquan Jones. Because sounds like Daquan Jones, right? Right? And that is good enough for me. But Jones was an undrafted free agent. He's got good size Good mobility. Now, he needs to work on his hand timing. He's got a strong punch. He's got good explosion. But he needs to refine... The 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 small details, hand placement, hand timing, how to use his gifts. And the reality is he was a backup defensive lineman at Michigan State. So he never really had a lot of reps at the college level to hone those skills. So maybe with the Titans, maybe he's a practice squad guy, and the Titans can still practice with him, still work on those skills with him, and they might have something by midseason. But that potential could lead the Titans to giving him a roster spot. Uh, to, To work with him daily or at minimum, like I said, a practice squad spot would make sense as well. I'd rather take a chance on a Naquan Jones than maybe some of these older guys, like a Jones, a Hector, a Hamilton, a Collie. Rather, if we're going to keep one of those guys, like a Hector or maybe a Jones, and then keep Naquan Jones, the undrafted free agent, with uh, Avery Jones or Bruce Hector, that would make a little bit more sense to me. Get a little bit of variety there. Get a little varied group in your defensive line, but that is going to do it For the first installment of our 2021 Locked On Titans training camp on the defensive side of the ball. We're going to talk about the rest of the defense on Monday. And then of course we have a 53 man roster projection and training camp preview. As the official Titans training camp will start next tuesday titans football right around the corner make sure you never miss a locked on titans podcast monday through friday by subscribing or following the show that is going to do it for me today folks i hope you guys all have an enjoyable weekend as always i am your host tyler roland and this was locked on titans